Hi, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a great day. Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Today we're talking about A Dance with Fate by Juliet Mariller. This is the second novel in her Warrior, Bar Warrior Bards series. Uh, honestly, I loved the first novel. You know, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was very cool. And I love how she has a very strong female character. Uh, leading sort of the path. You know, the, the novel does break up between three sort of perspectives. You have Dal, um, her brother Brock, and um, Laban, which I really hope I'm saying her name right because you can never be um, too careful. You know, it's a lot of uh, Celtic influences driving this novel. And to be perfectly honest, I found it incredibly engaging. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, today I'm joined by my son, so if you hear nursery rhymes in the background, that's him playing with his uh, nursery rhyme game. In any case, uh, I really love this novel. I really love the fantasy and I love the development of the novel. It's refreshing to me to read something like this. I, I, if you follow me, you know I read a lot of young adult fiction and a lot of young adult fantasy. Um, that's because I'm very picky when it comes to my high fantasy. Uh, my high fantasy, you know, my adult fiction scope is not as broad as it used to be. I used to read Dragonlance all the time. You know, I was a huge, I'm a huge Dragonlance fan. Um, I've pretty much read every single, almost every single Dragonlance book ever published. Um, there are a few that I haven't read much to my dismay um but you know they don't publish them anymore so that was really the bulk of my high fantasy adult fiction uh background uh it's really hard for me to get into them i don't know why but when it comes to fantasy i tend to be a little picky sometimes but here i love this this novel um i can't say that enough you know i thought it was really good i thought it was very rush well structured because it branches it breaks the story up between these three characters and as much as we get to see the story unfold you get to see the character the dynamics um unfold even more i will say this there is slightly less fantasy in this novel than there was in the predecessor uh the predecessor dealt a lot with uh, a magical harp, you know, the Harp of Kings, and it was more involved with the fey folk, you know, the, the fairies. In this novel, not so much. I mean, Dao is unfortunately blinded in an accident, and he is forced to go back home. If you read the first novel, you know his home life, um, he ran away from it because it was very abusive. It was very unsafe for him to stay in that household. So now he, uh, He's forced to return to that. And Laban, she won't. Leoban. L I O B H A N. That's how you spell her name. <laughs> I haven't memorized. Uh, Laban, Leoban, she goes with him as um, a bond servant because she feels partly guilty for his accident, but also she has this need to protect him from his abusive family and it's a really good reason it's a really it's good that she does go 
because I don't know how the story would have unfolded without her there. Probably would have been much crueler and much darker given who his brother is. Um, Shen, Shon, Shonen? Shon, S-E-A-N-N-A-N. That's his brother. <laughs> but I thought it was really engaging uh, to see these two, their relationship flourish between Dao and Laban because in the first novel, they didn't much like each other. She thought he was just kind of a pretty boy. He didn't think a woman had any place to be a warrior bar, a warrior like himself. But the events of the first novel really brought them closer together. It made them closer friends. And in this novel, they are very strong friends, but you, you kind of got a hint of some romance between them in the first novel. And in this novel, you can see that they deeply care about each other. And I love this development of the relationship. I love how the novel kind of takes a step back from the fantasy to give a more in-depth look at these characters because they are such strong, enigmatic characters. I mean, Levon, she's so, she's such a strong character. I love her so much. Uh, I can't get enough of her. I love how she is also a healer. She knows medicinal arts. You know, she's a very, uh, she is a very charismatic, strong-willed woman, and she, I mean, she's amazing, honestly. I love her development. I love her narrative. I love how she has grown in this novel. Uh, same with Dal. You know, in the first movie, in the first movie, in the first novel, he was forced to be a mute because they were on a secret mission. And now he is, you know, he is blind. And he goes through so many bouts of depression um anger resentment and once again this goes to their dynamic Leobon pulls him out of it and he he becomes stronger for it and he's able to challenge his brother's authority and I thought that was brilliant I thought it was brilliantly done how their story unfolds together because, you know, at first it kind of seems like there are two stories that are going on here between um, Brock and Laban and Dal. Um, because it's, you know, Brock left. You know, he married the fairy queen. Uh, so I was a little hesitant. I was actually a little worried he wasn't going to get a perspective in the story but he does get a perspective you know he himself is adjusting to a new life as a um, half fae creature and he has to contend with a very powerful wife and the fact that his mag his voice his music keeps the crow folk away so it's so interesting to see his story unfold and as the overall story unfolds it's interesting to see how it's brought together how these two storylines are brought together and how they tie together you know they tie together quite nicely nicely in like a neat little bow and I love that you know sometimes I read stories and I'm like it feels like there are two things happening here I didn't get that feeling here yes there are two they're worlds apart but you can see these underlying hints that something is unfolding between them. 
uh, between these two storylines until they converge again. And I like that. You get to feel the momentum. You feel the tension. You feel it build up. You're like, you know these two arcs are going to... <laughs> are going to uh, converge at some point. So you're really anticipating it. And it really does make the story overall quite interesting. Um, <laughs> sorry, my son is playing with my dog. My mom's dog, really. <laughs> and it's very cute. Um, but I digress. You know, I thought it was such a well-constructed story because it brings in these two storylines and it develops them in such a way to create tension and highlight the difficulties that both parties are feeling. But it also highlights their characters, you know, their dynamics, how they've changed so much from the first novel because they have changed so much from who they were in the first novel to who they are now. And I thought that was really engaging. I loved how Dao and Leoban's relationship flourished in this novel, given everything that they have to endure. And I love that Brock's story, while it feels separate, joins in with the story quite well. You know, I thought that was ex I, it just highlights Marilyn's excellent skill at writing it, at storytelling, at character development, because they're more mature, I feel like. I feel like the characters are more mature in this novel than they were in the previous novel. And only a few seasons have passed. I think three seasons have passed, so it hasn't even been a, a year yet from the first, first novel. And, I mean, I thought it was so good. I devoured this book. I absolutely devoured it. You know, I... Like I said, I'm really picky when it comes to my adult fiction, my high fantasy, because I'm not always sure that I'm going to like it. But, God, this was such a well-written novel. It was so good. I absolutely loved it. You know, I can't say that enough, how much I just loved this story. I loved how it unfolded. So, you know, once again, this was A Dance with Fate by Juliet Mariller. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Uh, you can go ahead and purchase from bookshop.org. Highly recommend bookshop.org because a percentage of all proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers. If money's too tight, which I know for a lot of us it is, I highly recommend... Uh, checking the book out from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and they deserve the community support. And I hope you will support me by subscribing to my podcast. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always, happy reading.